Hello and welcome to Voices in Innovation. I am your host, Johnny Baltusberger for GigaOM. And with me today, we are once again welcoming Enrico Signoretti, uh, uh, a key analyst here at GigaOM. Hello, Enrico. How are you? Hi, Johnny. I'm doing great. And, you know, I hope that uh, everything is going great for you as well. Enrico, you've recently published a another key criteria report. Uh, this one on the key criteria for evaluating block storage, uh, enterprise block storage specifically. Yes, indeed. So let's start super broad. Let's start high level. What is block storage? In the simplest way possible, block storage is the easiest way to access data. It was the first type of storage that we had, historically speaking, and uh, it, uh, it resembled an hard drive, okay? So it's like accessing our drive. On top of it, you put your file system or you put uh, um, your data organized in uh, some fashion. But actually, this is the very basic way on which computer organizes information in tracks and cylinders and everything. It still works like uh, in, in the past somehow. And uh, even if now we have you know, much more uh, sophisticated way to access these blocks than in the past, so that the concept of the hard drive is disappearing and everything. But still, we access information by retrieving single, uh, very small chunks of data. You've described uh, in the past, we did, a, uh, we did an episode on unstructured data. We did an episode on uh, object storage. Um, how do these things evolve from one another? Uh, you said block storage was one of the first, uh, and you mentioned it was probably the easiest. Uh, what needs have evolved block storage? First of all, uh, we have to understand that uh, files and objects are abstraction layers on top of uh, block storage, okay? So the operating system and, uh, and other companies, your software can, uh, can present you a different interface, but underneath there is the block storage, okay? So if you, are, if you want to access data in the fastest way possible, you remove all these abstraction layers and you can access data very quickly with a lower latency, which is perfect for databases and uh, things like that, where data is really structured, so it's easier to organize uh, in, a, in a very pragmatic way. Uh, contrary to what you, you see with files that could be you know, very different in size, very different in, in their format and so on, for example. I'm looking at the, at the report now. Uh, I think it's interesting, you know, we, we cover a lot of emerging tech at GigaOM, and sometimes the table stakes of emerging tech are, are very short. It's a short list. It's two or three things, and then key criteria will have a block, and then emerging tech will be this long laundry list of things you're looking out for. But because block storage is a more uh, entrenched technology, the table stake list is possibly the longest one I've seen in the key criteria. Um, how has that list evolved? Um, in, in another way of asking, 
Um, how far has block storage come and changed over the last, uh, let's say, five years? Yeah, I, I mean, object storage is a very mature technology. As we said, it, it was, you know, uh, at the very beginning it was up drives, now flash memory, but actually, uh, e even if some of the uh, characteristics of the devices and also the way we access the devices uh, are different, uh, we have we have to think about uh, um, a lot of functionality that are still the same since the very beginning. Uh, on the other hand, when we talk about block storage, usually now we talk about uh, shared block storage. So you have a device which is connected to a network and accessed by uh, servers or even uh, in, sorry by servers, and uh, and you and you have this storage on a network. Okay, uh, many of the features that we saw since the very beginning of the first system arrays and then shared system, uh, many of the features that we saw at the very beginning of uh, storage arrays, okay, with RIDE, for example, so a way to protect data by adding uh, additional resources and uh, split the information on, uh, on top of these resources, plus some parity information that allow you to recover even in, in, uh, in case of a failure, okay? Now our table states and many others like compression or the duplication or uh, uh, data services like Snapshot are becoming uh, uh, part of the table states because, you know, everybody does it today. So it's no longer a differentiator when you, when you choose the, uh, your block storage. And let's talk a little bit about the future of block storage. In emerging technologies, you mentioned AI ops, which is uh, something we talked about on this show, uh, not you and I, but David Linthicum came on and we talked about AI ops uh, because we have a key criteria report on AI ops. So uh, what is the juncture between AI ops and block storage uh, or why is AI ops more um, important for the future of box storage than say other types of storage? Yeah, so uh, it's very important to note that uh, we are already in a stage uh, where uh, AI based analytics is very important in uh, block storage. Actually, this is one of the key criteria. So uh, what we are targeting now is AI ops. And this means that uh, all the vendors are collecting a lot of information through this uh, analytic system that they use for, uh, for support, for example, okay, monitoring your system and they can predict uh, uh, some of the potential failures, issues of uh, any sort. They can do trend analysis to, um, to help you with the capacity planning, for example. And, uh, and there are several uh, several uh, analyses that can be done on also workloads. So they can analyze if uh, there is something strange with uh, your workload and uh, if you should take an action before it's too late. Okay, so the next step is to use all this information, train, um, train the, the system and uh, uh, advise you on the course of action and after that, when you know everybody will be familiar with this kind of system, maybe 
take this action uh, automatically, okay? So that uh, you uh, have a, an autonomous system and uh, this will help over time to simplify uh, operations, daily operations, or even your know, more complex operation that uh, are uh, important to, for the health of your system. You also have in this report um, a, a section that is not in every report, uh, specifically features that did not make the cut. Uh, and you mentioned specifically it's because many of these features became less relevant as new technology emerged. So uh, the question I have is kind of twofold. Let's, let's start with why is block storage still relevant in the face of new technology? Yeah, so to answer correctly to your question, we have to uh, think about uh, uh, the evolution of objects. So, sorry, the evolution of block storage. Uh, block storage, as we said, is very mature. And everybody tried to differentiate over time, okay? And when the technology was not ready, think about uh, hard drives, for example. Now we have flash memory. Flash is 10 times faster, at least, of uh, another drive. And uh, now, uh, in, in the past, we had uh, uh, vendors try to optimize the use of hard drives. And maybe they introduced the quality of services mechanism or other things that, you know, would uh, have helped a customer trying to implement this system in a multi-tenant environment. Now with Flash, okay, yes, quality of services is still important for some niche uh, areas, but actually, you have uh, uh, so much power then uh, in most of the cases it's you know there are other limitations across the network and your in your application before reaching the limit of flash so why this feature didn't make the cut just because you know they are useless now with the new technology coming in and uh, you know changing the paradigm so this is why uh, it's very important to you know to notice that some of these features are no longer really relevant. And you've mentioned differentiation and how companies seek to differentiate themselves from one another in order to gain an edge. Uh, on a entrenched technology such as block storage, where do companies find they're able to uh, differentiate from each other? Uh, because so much of it is table stakes where can they where can they really get a leg up on the competition and what should a enterprise be looking for uh when they are comparing uh box storage solutions so and at the moment the differentiator lays in uh, in the key criteria that we we have found okay so we talked about ai analytics this is a big differentiator not everybody's doing it right or not everybody is doing it at all yeah and um, and other things are the implementation of the full uh, NVMe stack, for example. So providing NVMe over fabric, NVMe over TCP, these kind of protocols, which are the latest iteration in uh, accessing protocol. They are faster. They are, you know, um, they provide less latency for accessing your data, and so on. And uh, and all the other key criteria that we evaluated in the in the report. It won't last. 
uh, a long time anyway, because, you know, uh, over time, many vendors will catch up. So uh, as we told many times, so key criteria is something that you can expect to be relevant uh, for the next 12, 18 months, maybe 24 months, but then some of it will become table stakes. And that's part of the evolution of technology. Speaking of the evolution of technology, uh, this is actually uh, version two of the key criteria for evaluating enterprise block storage. Uh, we wrote, your, I say we because I helped you, no. Uh, you wrote the original uh, version last year and within 12 months we wrote uh, version two. Um, what do you think was the most striking difference in the last year? What has been the biggest evolution in block storage over the last 12 months? Well, of course, NVMe uh, is becoming really relevant. I mean, one year ago, we didn't have so many uh, vendors providing NVMe over fabric interfaces. And now, this is becoming table stake. I mean, if you want to be, uh, so it was an emerging technology and became a, a table stakes, table stakes. So uh, it changed a little bit in that regard. So everybody is uh, pushing towards the, you know, uh, less latency kind of connection. So this, this is an important part. I mean, uh, also analytics is evolving very quickly. So everybody talking about analytics one year ago, now everybody talks about AI-based analytics. I mean, sometimes it's just a marketing buzzword and we all know that, unfortunately. But, uh, uh, but in some cases, there is uh, some real machine learning behind the scenes. They, they work it to understand what is happening and give uh, uh, relevant uh, information for your, you know, day-to-day -day operations or, or even long-term trends analysis. Uh, you know, this, the fact that this is version two is important to me because as anyone who's involved in IT and tech knows, the industry never stands still. It's constantly evolving and moving and new technologies are uh, being engineered or discovered. Uh, faster than I can keep track of, certainly. Um, which is why we work with analysts such as Enrico, whose entire existence, other than, uh, you, you know, his family, <laughs> is keeping track of what's happening in uh, data storage. Um, and I want to make sure that you listeners understand that we don't write a report and then say, okay, we've covered block storage, that's over, what's the next thing we need to cover? We keep our fingers on the pulse of technology to see as it evolves so that we can evolve with it and through our research, you can stay abreast with the changes that are happening. Enrico, uh, how can people stay in touch with you and what you're doing? Well, actually, the, the easiest way uh, at the moment is to stay in touch with Gigam. So if you go to gigam.com, you can easily find my, my content. And uh, to your point, especially, and to your point, specifically when we talk about storage and data management, which are the uh, areas that uh, I cover, 
I try to update uh, my reports once a year, just because, as you said, you know, technology evolves, and uh, the risk of uh, not updating our uh, clients uh, with the latest and the greatest of uh, of the market, I, I think it uh, could uh, lead to uh, non-educated kind of decisions. I mean, uh, one year, I think it could be nice to to. Uh, read the one year ago report and the new one just to see how the market is evolving and uh, so that you can get a, a real you know feeling of what is happening uh, how fast is happening actually and if you go to gigaohm.com you can click on the top uh, button that says analysts scroll down to Enrico and see everything that he has uh, done with us blog post podcast reports and you can buy this single report but you can also subscribe to our research and get access to the entire body of gigaohm reports and read uh the last year's report uh version one and version two side by side so you can really see those changes for all of your future forward advice gigaohm.com is really the place to go enrico thank you so much for joining me today and thank you for having me. Just listen. Absolutely. For GigaOM, I'm John Baldisberger, and this has been Voices in Innovation. Just listen.